0: welcome to the real van city i am your host michael tranmer on this podcast you will hear inspiring stories from vancouver's top influential leaders on how to achieve authentic business relationship and spiritual success let's get into it
1: brother yeah pleasure all
0: mine
2: yeah thank you i was telling you i'm nervous oh well (laughs) i tell you there's nothing to be nervous about i think uh i think nervousness happens when um you don't know what the outcome will be um and i should say the outcome is whatever you want it to be do we ever know the outcome no Mm -hmm. no but it we're we're always nervous or is it the opposite well it could be the viewpoint that you have towards the unknown or I think that it's yeah. okay. Whatever's going to happen is, is going to happen and it's meant to be. And here we are.
0: That's a, that's a
2: side point for discussion topics somewhere over here. Because sure. it's a thing I've been doing with goal setting. Like you have goals, but oh. you have to be open to the, the unknown. Tell me about So, you know, I remember when I was younger, people used to ask me, what's your five-year goal? What's your 10-year goal? It's like, I remember going for job interviews when I was really young. And I haven't had a job for many, many years. <laughs> um, or, like you know, like working yeah. for somebody. <laughs> where. They would ask you, you know, what is your three-year goal? What is your two-year goal? I felt like I was just ready to make up whatever was going to impress that person. And now in this day and time and maybe my age, my goal is to be super happy, um, super spiritually sound, um, healthy in my body, in my mind and soul. And beyond that, really, I don't have any other controls. so those are my goals to be happy, healthy, and alive yeah.
0: that's 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 pretty good and something that I've been thinking about oh. and embodying okay. lately to okay. an extent with a degree of success, which varies. yeah but uh, it really is that like a day- to day
2: day- to-day joy, right I think um I remember when somebody would tell me to do something that I didn't like to do or like it was was kind of like unexpected, like, oh, and I I put it, I have this pain in my head of like, if I get this done, if I complete this, then I'll have something to look forward to after, right? Mm. But what if you chose to only do things that you really love? Mm -hmm. What if you chose to only work with people that you love? Mm -hmm. What if you chose to surround yourselves with only people you love? Mm -hmm. Then every outcome is actually positive from the beginning of the day to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, it is hard to say no to people. It is hard to say, no, I won't come to that event. No, I don't want to do that work with you or for you. Um, it was very hard to do that early in my times because I felt like I had to please everybody. Yeah. And, and to an extent, maybe you didn't, but yeah. it may have helped. It probably helped a little bit. Um, and now that I look back, I mean, I think everything that I've done up till this point has created the person that you see mm-hmm. sitting here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I am,
0: again, grateful for the person sitting here now. So I'm interested to hear about sure. your current projects, yeah. what you can share. Yeah. And as always, our conversations are amazing. Interested yeah. to hear about your philosophies on life and right. just like we're discussing now. Yeah. And also relationships. Because yeah. I, always, I always look to you and I think yeah. we've had this conversation before, yeah. like, you you seem to not just seem to but I do believe have really great solid relationships, yeah. like, you know, with your community, your network, yeah. your family, your wife. You yes. always um, speak of and, and share sure, about sure. so so highly on social media. And International uh, Daughter's Day yesterday, I saw yes. some amazing pictures of
2: your daughter. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you this: um, everything takes work, right? And so um, and the work starts from inside. Um, how, how do I want to show up and, um, and be for my community, uh, my family, uh, immediate and then surrounding family, which are, which are extended friends, not just relatives. Um, it's to show the best light of yourself. Like, you know, I, I learn I've learned like, so my work, if, if not everyone understands what I do, I, I document people. So I document people through, um, through interviewing, mm-hmm. uh, and we put that my medium of. of uh, choice is video. And uh, I've been doing that for over 20 years. And, um, you know, from from a time where um, there was no internet, it was just like me hosting community television, to online television, uh, thinking I was just going to be this host and interview people uh, in front of a camera, like like we're set set up now, to then being like, Oh, wait, nobody really cares about what I have to say (laughs) as much as, as much as they might want to learn more about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to learn more about the other person as well. So I got behind the camera and um, I stopped operating the camera, had really incredible and have incredible uh, people that work with me that uh, know the cameras much better than I do. But I understand the art of um, asking great questions, going through inquiry and learning more about them. And in turn, taking the best habits, the best traits the most interesting and successful ideas, and then maybe applying them into my life, into mm-hmm. my relationships. Oh, right. Yeah. So um, I'll go back a little bit. A trait that I do sort of uh, follow that has been a good model for me was seeking out advice uh, from great people, um, mentors, uh, and, and people that like you wouldn't normally just find, like, you know, uh, couldn't just meet. I, I always wanted to see who was the Best in their field, or who was the most um, uh, most talked about in their in their industry, and then I would approach them. I would contact them, and I'd be like, "Hey, could I get some advice?" And in this day and age, that would be kind of like, um, and they were usually business people. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, uh, you know, through mediums like Facebook, Instagram, tick, uh, TikTok, maybe not TikTok so much, but LinkedIn, even you could reach out to somebody by connecting with them and maybe sending them a message saying, "Hey." Would love to connect to you. Here's my work. Here's my link. Da, 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 da. Well, I would I would call, literally pick up a phone and call <laughs> and Weird. say, hey, yeah, like, you know, and know it's almost, you know, I don't I mean, I don't know how many people just pick up the phone and call people today because they're they're text messaging or they're waiting for an, a, an entryway into into to getting there. And who's who knows who's even picking up the phone on the other end? Yeah. But I used to just cold call people um and say, This is who I am, this is where I live, uh, love to come and meet with you. Can I take you out for tea? And, you know uh, sometimes, you know, people would say no. And that was okay for me because I was like, okay, let's just go down the list again. But the people that said yes, I had so much respect for and so much love for because I was like, wow, they're saying yes to me. And I've had so many no's in my life, you know, like early on in my career, um, I I applied for so many types of uh positions on television. And never got those opportunities, and you know, I, I kind of like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I'm not doing things the right way, but then these business people who would pick up the phone, be like, yeah, come on down. I'd be like, oh, somebody's saying yes to me. Maybe I need to go in that direction. Um, I learned a lot in those interactions. Uh, some of those interactions were uh, really someone just telling them, telling me about their business, their life, how they got to where they got to. Sometimes it would be like. Um, This is what our industry is doing, and maybe you want to look for something in that. And they were sometimes curious on why I was there in the first place, right? And while I was uh, trying to make a living, trying to make a living hosting television for free, literally I was doing (laughs) it for free, while trying to figure out what was going to be my nine to five, which is where I'd make my money. And then on the evenings and weekends, I'd go host television for free, community TV, wherever they would take me. Um, so I thought, let me go meet these people. At the end of the conversation, every conversation, they would say to me, um, so Sherrod, is that, you know, that good? You know, got enough information? Um, what do you want to do now? And I turned to them and say, well, do you have a job for me? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and that, you know, and that was early. I'd, I'd probably be like in my early 20s or maybe late teens even doing that. And my biggest mistake was, you know, they weren't there to entertain a position. Mm-hmm. they were there to share a story. Mm-hmm. And I also then realized that maybe my role was not to have it get a job, or maybe maybe my role was to be an inquirer. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, again, I realized that a lot later in my life, yeah. uh, after having I think my last job was um, officially in 2008, and then 2009 onwards, I started my company. I used to walk around town with a video camera, interviewing people here in Vancouver and you know, that was more fun for me. Again, not making tons of money or doing anything, but mm-hmm. I was starting to create my own formula, my own brand. Mm-hmm. And um, soon some of those people that I would approach uh, way back in the day to ask them for a job or whatever, they'd be calling me, hey, what are you up to? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm making what they would call today content. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I'm making videos on, on the internet. That's what I would, how to describe it. And soon enough, the right people saw the right people contacted me and I was convinced that this was going to be a job. This was going to be a career. This was going to be monetizable. Um, and we don't we know that for sure today. Yeah, it's a very monetizable video content. Yeah. But where do I where do I fit in? And it was in a journalistic style of interviewing uh, people uh, about their lives, about their legacy, about who they are, what they do. And um, I became very good at it. Yeah, uh, in a live setting, very comfortable with talking to people, and then behind a camera. And the idea again was: is how comfortable can you make somebody when you've just met them? You know, like sometimes you only have
1: mm-hmm.
2: a client, for instance. Sometimes you only have uh, a first meeting, and then you have to go and do mm-hmm. it. And um, that that has been my case with a lot of like uh, fascinating humans. So there is a, there's a second part to all of this. Mm-hmm. This whole time while I'm trying to do this pragmatic thing of like looking for people to work with, uh, trying to find a job, trying to be career driven and, and have somewhere to land in my life. I was also very spiritually driven. I believed that something was going to happen for me. I strongly believed that if I prayed or if I created an idea that something uh, was for me, it was going to appear. And, um, I didn't know when or how that would happen, but I was thinking like, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I don't know what, what the truth is or what, what, is, what, it, what really happened. But in my mind, uh, because I wasn't so academically inclined, I was teased or I was looked down upon by a lot of people because I was like, oh, well, um, and this is, this is more, more in my formal sort of like, you know, family life. I was like, well, because I had family, cousins, family, friends, people I grew up around, they were so high in academic, academia. And I was not so high in academia that I was like going to land really low in life. I was I was convinced of that and mm-hmm. because my people around me said you know if you don't do well in school then you have nothing and I was super scared so then I was like oh I need to go I need to work so hard in whatever I'm going to do that I don't even fit into that mold or category of academia I don't need to I don't don't need to worry about it but in the back of my mind I was dead scared mm-hmm. I was like I might just be average and there's nothing wrong with average but I grew up thinking I wanted to be the best.
1: Right.
2: If I looked at people that I aspired to wanna to be like, cold calling them, asked them what success was, all this stuff, then why can't I be like them? Why can't I have what they have? Or why can't I uh, achieve what they've achieved or be someone who others look up to? And I wanted to be that. So in my dreams, in my manifestations, in my prayers, that's what I was aiming for. Not knowing it would ever happen. Mm-hmm. And slowly and slowly, um, and you know, this will this is really vulnerable. After I turned forty, that's when that happened, mm. and I'll be fifty next year. Oh wow, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I have no qualms about telling people my age, but I was a late bloomer. But maybe that's also where the world was as well. Like you know, fifteen twenty years ago, there was no you know video content or anything that. But then my career sort of came upon this time, and at forty years old, I remember the month I turned 40. It was October 2014. Um, I had traveled to New York to shoot an interview with Ariana Huffington, who was gracious enough to just in- invite me to some talks that she was doing. And she said, if you're there, good. So I did that. And then I did a TEDx talk with Chip Wilson, founder of Lululemon on stage. He's a great friend and mentor, just somebody I love and admire who's done a lot. Of, I've done a lot of good work with him um, as a part of my career. Um, I'd done a TED talk, TEDx talk with him on stage, interviewing him about his life. And that same week I was turning 40, I documented the Dalai Lama. Mm. I got a chance to uh, to be with his holiness uh, for a few days, um, host him in my friend's home. And it was a quite, a, quite a big thing for me, uh, for anybody for yeah. that matter. Um, and then my, I turned 40 and then my wife gave birth to my daughter <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: uh, two days after my birthday, all within one month. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that I needed something really big and jarring and stressful and amazing to set me off into the decade that, I'm, that I've been in. Boom. And the decade that I've been in since 2014, and it'll be 2024 next year, it's only 10 years. 10 years is not a lot, big time for like a big lot of magic to happen for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Because that, if I just left it at maybe the Ariana Huffington interview or just the Dalai Lama, that would be enough. But it has been the craziest magical ride I've ever imagined. And I uh, attribute that to um, being open to prayer, mm-hmm. being open to manifesting, mm-hmm. and knowing that I may not be the best at what I do, but I was open to receiving the best. Beautiful. And sure. I have received. You really have. I have received. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, yeah. We're, and we're receiving it now through yeah. you. So
2: I appreciate that. Yeah. But
0: how, in your, when you're manifesting, when you were manifesting when you were younger, when you're Mm. manifesting now but when you were younger you didn't really you didn't really know this per se was coming so what what were you manifesting
2: i can tell you very clearly um when i was younger and it's like so when i when i think of manifesting and i've said this in that i did another interview this uh this year uh with a great incredible woman dinette may about manifesting and um i talked about my prayers as a kid, like I grew up in a Hindu household, um, wasn't super religious, but I learned these prayers that I would repeat when I was scared,
1: Hmm.
2: you know, sip some water here. Yeah. Repeat when I was
1: scared or, um, in fear, Mm
2: -hmm. in fear of disappointing others, others. Um, in fear of um excuse
1: me in fear of um of not being
2: able to um make others happy about what i did or what i was doing mm-hmm. or how i was not achieving that that i used to pray so hard against that like like, that like, like i would happen. i would go to sleep and i would just like mm. you know do these certain prayers because it's all I knew. And then later I remember doing those prayers to have something good happen to me. Nice. In the toughest, darkest times of my life. Um, I felt like people were against me a little bit, like they weren't wishing for the best of me because mm-hmm. um because I, I, I used to talk about what I wanted too much. Dangerous, been there. Yeah. No I longer to, doing it I used as much. To, I, I used to share. I used to <laughs> yeah. share. Like, yeah. oh my God, I want this so bad. I'm badly. doing this, I'm doing this.
0: And then a and lot of eye rolling happens like, over and over. Yeah, okay. Which is uh, well, scary. we
2: don't want that for you. Yeah, that's it. And we don't think you can do that. Yeah. And when
0: we see you say
2: that, we don't believe
1: yeah. in you. So so,
2: so mm. and and I've I've learned since that, you know. And again, I'm in the speaking position in life that, you know, I'm sure it's talking, but I now choose to only talk about. What is uh, real in front of me, mm. and what I want to share? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I, I don't want everything, because I am working on things that are in the background, and they may or may not happen, but I sure as heck, don't want um, something somebody to wish bad upon me because they think that I think that whatever I'm doing is greater than what they might be doing. Mm. And that was the perception. Mm. But mm. I'm actually the type of person that's like. I love people. Yeah. I want everyone to win. Yeah. So much so that I would help them. Anybody asks me um you know like if I met with people and people know this about me, I would always awesome. How can I help you? Like, you you and said I, that every time we've interacted. And with, you know and you, and know and you know here you, you other, are. And here's the other thing, I've had people say that to me. And they probably know who they are. And they haven't nev- they've never wanted to actually help me. But mm. and and I've noticed that I would not be that person. I will always follow up. Like I remember doing something for somebody, and they'd ask me, and they didn't need to say it, but they, they felt compelled to. It's like, oh, let me know if you need anything, and I'm like, okay, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I and I never would ask, mm-hmm. but there were times that I might have needed somebody by my side mm-hmm. in really tough emotional times, mm-hmm. and they might not have arrived, mm-hmm. and it's okay mm-hmm. because not everyone knows how to be like that. Yeah, when I was a kid, we would go to people's homes, and my mom. Who's just like I, I'm? Like my mother, I'm very emotional. Just, just I, I'm from my mom. Like you know, I know that. You know, I network like my dad, mm-hmm. kind of a leader like my dad. But I'm, I, my heart and my emotion is exactly like my mother's, and my art, my artistic side is from my mother's side of my family for sure as well. Um, but she, we would go to people's homes, and the, she would always say in the car, "Ask auntie or ask whoever is in the kitchen if you can go help." And I would, that would be the first thing that I would do. And nice. to this day, I go to somebody's home. It's automatic in me. Um, even if it's a very formal setting and they've got everything under control, they've got people working mm-hmm. there. I'm like, can I help with anything? Mm. Because I believe that I, I and everybody does have something to offer. Somebody mm-hmm. that is not inclusive in what is in front of them. Mm. I believe that everyone has a gift mm-hmm. that they can offer somebody. Whether it's a company,
1: mm-hmm.
2: whether it's a um, a group of people, or whether it's an idea or an organization or um, a community, they can offer something that is not already in front of those people. And when, Everybody has that.
0: When you like you interview some fairly quite high level folks that yes. are that are that are in a different sort of stratosphere as as, sure. as many of sure. us. Uh, and, you know, they, they help people through their, their art, through their sure. business, many, many different, Abs- different they're, they're ways. Ins-
2: I, I, I start with, they're just inspiring. They, they did, they, before they get into a room, they didn't need to like sell me a product, a service or anything that I really love and I feel great about. They inspire me. I work with people I love. I will go and interview people that I'm so fascinated by and, and again, I had that idea that I want to go meet and meet with the people that are the best in the world and i manifested that because you can say those things yeah but do they actually happen mm-hmm. and i remember like saying the dalai lama that was a dream already to even just be around him and, and shoot with him and that was because of a great friend named victor who just made that opportunity possible but maybe i manifested that conversation with victor maybe i manifested that moment because that just doesn't happen to people right mm-hmm. and then and then into 2015 uh that was 2014 into 2015 uh 2016, I I got some more opportunities. I started traveling around the world, and I started interviewing CEOs from different companies, uh, big organizations. And I suddenly there was a big conference where uh, in in Santa Clara, where Jack and Susie Welch had shown up, and they were just a keynote up on the stage. And there's thousands of people there, and somebody said to me, "Don't worry, you're going to interview them for sure." And I was like. Uh, okay, I don't know how I'm going to get that, get them to even come down here Mm -hmm. where I am in my little area. They go, we're going to make sure they come right to you right after this. And I was like, okay. And I sat there in that moment and I said, okay, what am I going to talk to them about? Because I wasn't prepared to even talk to them. Right. And everybody that was asking them questions or like, you know, people in an audience asking questions and whatnot, they were asking them questions about business related stuff uh, you know, Jack Welch is like, you know, they've written books about him. He's, you know, he's, he's like a case study for, uh, for schools and he, you know, general electric, all this great stuff. And yet I'm a highly emotional person and I want to come from an emotional side. So that person remembers me in the end. Yeah. And so Jack and Susie Welch came to me and they sat down and I looked at them both. And I was like, I'm not going to come from this place that you know, I need to have a, I need business advice from you. Mm-hmm. Because I could go into a book or Google that. So I asked them, what is it like to work with each other as a couple? Nice. And they both just sort of yeah. said, Oh, well, you know, and they, they gave me the answer, the answer they gave me. And I remember it was a short interview because they had to go wherever they went. But, you know, to that to that time that I remember, you know, Jack has passed uh, since then. But I remember posting that interview up and, and Jack and Susie actually posted the interview as well. And um and that memory of, of that moment was that I didn't come to them for anything that everybody else wanted from them. Hmm. I came to them for what I wanted from them. Hmm. And that showed my integrity in what I was doing. I asked questions about what I'm curious about. That's it. Not when everyone else needs. And, you know, somehow, somehow, deep down, deep down, other people might want to know those things. Of course. I'm just like, I'm just going for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, soon after that, uh, 2015, 2016 came around. And I remember getting a call from um, this, this amazing gentleman, Chip Wilson. You know, Chip had contacted me and he's like, hey, what are you up to? I said, hey, he goes, I got a project idea that I'm working on, I'm writing a book. And I'd love for you to like, you know, sit down with me for a little while. And, you know, maybe we can just jog some questions back and forth, you know, create some memories of, of content. And, and I did that with him. And I sort of created the digital model of his book by asking him questions over many, many, many hours, over 100 hours. And I remember then asking myself again, how did I get here, right? And, like, did I pray for this or did it just come to me? Um, You know, people might, and when I say pray, it's like, you know, if I was to say that 10, 15 years ago, people like, oh, you shouldn't use that word. You know, people are going to think you're kind of like, mm-hmm no like it's honest we all pray we all pray pray. i hope you know like something is going bad yeah and you know yeah pray it's great yeah and i'll I'll tell you this as well more recently in the last two years i've done about done a few end of life interviews people 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 are going to pass and talk about faith coming into your life right at that time why why shouldn't faith just always be there right and so i have I, i i i do have faith in myself yeah But I also have faith in the universe that is offering me something that I have no control over and no belief in because I did not know that I would get that call from him and have that work and opportunity to be with somebody that, you know, um, that might not give anyone time because they're busy doing their own things. They're doing some high level interesting things. And so uh, and then sooner that year, I I met some other fascinating people that then got me uh, a huge campaign. (laughs) <laughs> for an organization in London called Think Equal. Leslie Edwin, the founder. It's a dear friend. Now, I had met her and I would interviewed her. And I remember sitting there in Santa Clara where I was. And she told me, like, I heard you're this amazing interviewer. Maybe you'll interview me. And I was like, come on, sit down. Come on. F- f- 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes turned to like 45 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was such a crazy story she was telling me. And... How'd you get it? How'd you get it out of her? How'd you make her? I think I would well, I, my, my whole thing is like this. Um, just be yourself first of all, mm-hmm. number one, mm-hmm. and, and know that you're holding space for the other person, just like you're holding space for me right now. You created space for me mm-hmm. and I'm feeling very comfortable here. Um, my demeanor and my, um, opportunity in life is to make people feel comfortable to share. And, uh, and to have that trust that people want to share and they don't
0: always have that opportunity. And if they have the right space and you've asked those nice, right questions. absolutely.
2: And that you're actively really there. Yeah. Um, and some people, that's all they want is someone to listen.
1: Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean,
2: that's, that's the case yeah. for hundred, like, you know, companionship and like, you know, relatability and, you know, do I feel relevant mm-hmm. is all because I'm sharing. Right. And is, is somebody listening? Yes. That person is listening. So anyways, I, I felt like, you know, whatever I, whatever I conveyed to her, Leslie come back to me and says, I have a project for you. Mm. And, um, it was, she, so Leslie started is, has created this incredible organization called Think Equal. You can look it up. They, they, you know, they do, um, they, they look at young people in the school systems in the first and second world. And now in the, and now in the first, like, and, and in the third world talking about gender equality, wow. you know? Um and how how that is how that is educated and, and and taught to young people at an early age, so they can avoid a lot of systemic problems as as grown up between gender by, gender uh, genders in, in in countries like that. Anyways, she said she contacted me. She says, you know, I'm starting this foundation. I have some amazing people that are going to be um my patrons for mm-hmm. this for this amazing project, and I was like. And, you know, again, when you meet somebody and Leslie is a director, a film director. Yeah. And so I was already like, wow, you're awesome. And you just said you're interested in me. And That's another thing as well. If someone is interested in your work and interested in you, you're almost like flattered to just be like, yes, Mm -hmm. thank you. Like I was at that place where like, you know, um, people were just probably trying to figure me out of who I am and what I do. So somebody is actually like meets me and they're like no, I want you to do this. And I'm like, when someone believes in you, you start believing in yourself. Interesting. That is what it is. But she really helped create the product that you you, you now run with or run with from this time. Well, like, I, was, I was doing it. I was doing it, but she gave me the opportunity to create some big interviews. And those interviews were with uh, Meryl Streep, yeah. Susan Sarandon, Helen Mirren, and Sir Ken Robinson. And again, just interviewing one of those people would create a career. Mm-hmm. I like directed and produced the whole series for think equal to have those content and leslie just open put a red carpet out said this is your work to do did did you have
0: fear in doing that did did you did you did you have a little imposter syndrome in the beginning or was it like yes it was pure excitement it it, was
2: pure excitement when you get to that place where you're just so that's another thing when you're working for yourself and you're like this is the opportunity i was like what do you have to lose? Yeah. What do you yeah. have to lose? Yeah. Yeah. No boss is going to be angry at you. No. It, right? and, and the person that you are going to impress already believes in you. Mm. And that's what you need to take away with. You mm-hmm. need somebody who is your champion. That's really what it is. And that's not a, something new in life. Mm-hmm. That is something always that's been there. And, you know, um, for a long time, I didn't know who my champions were.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't have those people when I was younger. I had people that liked me, thought I was interesting, thought I was funny, thought I was very entertaining, but nobody, actually, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody, but there, were, there, were, there was very few of those people yeah. that were like, yeah, he's, he's got that. And so, so the ones that have, I know who they are and they know who they are and I love them. And I've mentioned some of them. But like this one was like mm-hmm. out of the stratosphere. So I remember like not being able to tell anybody that I was going to go do these interviews because out of, <laughs> yeah. you know, safety yeah. and, not, and whatever. Yeah. But inside I was like, it was, it was like a month. And I remember it was, I think it was February that I'd gotten to New York. And I was with uh, my production lead, Luke. And Luke and I are like, we're going to go interview Meryl Streep yeah. today. And we're in a vehicle. And I remember we're going to an undisclosed location uh, that she knew about and I knew about. Uh, because again, it was it's a private sort of setting. It's not like a big, massive studio doing this. And I had my cameras and again, huge opportunity. And I remember uh, getting there and I was a little bit early. And I just wanted to wait for her to be there to greet her and I went to the washroom uh that one moment I had to go to the washroom I come out and she's right there in the in the room and I was like okay wow it was wow and she was so gracious and so nice and um she knew me or she knew of me and really yeah like well she she knew she knew me because Leslie had talked about me Mm -hmm. and Leslie talking so nicely about me that she set me up for a win there was no, there was no, and all I was just doing was like being yourself, being myself and just, but being like extra careful that, you know, um, not nervous, but making sure that she was comfortable with whatever we were about to do. That you weren't being uncomfortable making her Exactly. No. So I just said, please have a seat here. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. Here's a microphone. Let's go. And she was just reading over some notes and I was like, oh, I'm doing this now. Mm-hmm. And I remember I took a picture, um, of the chair that she was sitting before she got there. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying, this is what I'm about to do something really cool. Cool, And then she was reading her notes and I took a picture and I put that picture out and everybody was like, and I didn't look at that on my phone after that.
1: yeah. You
2: know? And everybody who had supported me up to that point was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, people who probably doubted me or probably just said like, whatever sure does is mediocre. Yeah. We're like, God, like uh, oh really yeah they were they were they were disappointed that they weren't right
1: well,
2: i don't want to stink that but i'm pretty sure there were some people Damn. that were like that and you know i could see that and it's okay it's okay it because okay. because you know what um i've learned in life is that if you lead with love and you come in with like you got to do the work nobody's doing the work for you true you got it you got to make it all happen for yourself that you know what those people Probably didn't have anybody rooting for them. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Right. And yeah. so like, I've learned that if you just like, I won't call them haters because, you know, I, I, I don't think that people <laughs> really hate anything, yeah. but there's people that never got enough that they can't give enough. Right. Mm-hmm. But I have received, even in that one moment, if I've received that moment, I was going to be happy for the rest of my life. But I knew ahead of me, I had in the next month or two, I had Susan Sarandon, I had Helen Mirren sir ken robinson just for that project nice that was one project
1: yeah
2: dalai lama got this jack i was thinking myself oh i got some cool stuff happening working with chip it kept happening those prayers those manifestations i don't know whatever you want to call it kept happening why i think you call it flow some people would call it flow like when you're in flow i mean listen i i definitely went through some Tough times in my life, but those tough times were all inside me mm-hmm. they had nothing to do with anything that was going on in the outside it's mm-hmm. all inside me Whether mm-hmm. it was ego uh, insecurity um doubt um ego insecurity and doubt are three things that have you know really like had themes in my life you know how does ego come up for you well ego was a well after we, that was it a different a different well, ego I, was dancing no not not, not I don't think I was like egotistical, like I'm the best, I'm the coolest or whatever. Yeah. But I probably felt like I was like doing more uh, in my life uh, because I was um, put on that sort of uh, opportunity list to like, oh, here's more, here's more, here's more. I'm like, of course I'm getting more Mm -hmm. rather than being thankful for getting more. Mm. I changed the, mm. I changed the pattern. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to get more because I got that, that, and that. Give me more, give me mm-hmm. more. Mm. But I wasn't like that. You should not be expecting more. Mm-hmm. It is a gift to get more. That's what I've learned nice. now, yeah. but you need to work hard for it every time. Yeah. The work, the work doesn't I stop once you get I, the interview. Yes, exactly. I work hard. Don't get me wrong. I work very, very hard, but then I just, I I thought maybe I should keep getting more. And so then when I didn't, if there was something that I didn't get, like, because I'm working now, like now, now this has become my career. This is work. I'm seeking after um, meeting with people. And so Another part of my work is I do family interviews, uh, family documentaries. Yeah. That's a big part of my work, actually. Yeah. Um, I, if I go back into my career uh, from 2011 to 2013, I went back, I went to school. I mean, I, I was poor academically before then, but I went back to do a master's degree and I challenged a master's program without having an undergrad degree. Oh, really? and, um, and I, I got, did very well in that. And I created this idea that uh, about legacy. About digital legacy, what someone could Google about you versus personal legacy, and I started <coughs> documenting families. Nice interviewing,
0: which is which is so unique, right? Nobody, no, well, I don't know many other things. I think
2: people that. do it. It's, it's, yeah, I think people definitely, but you do it, do it at a higher level. With I you, wanted with, to do with, it. with the way you. My do choice it. Was, my choice was this: if this is going to be my life, I want to be with the most yeah. powerful, mm-hmm. uh, successful, influential. Whatever that list was, I wanted to be with those people and learn. And it was all selfish. I wanted to learn. I wanted well, exactly. to learn. exactly. You're learning learning from the best. It was, it, I wanted to learn from the best, so that's what I always sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to learn how people talked. Interesting. I wanted to know what people ate. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know how they lived. I wanted to know what things do they have that I don't have that I could learn more about and eventually get. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see it, you can dream it you, you can get it, you can manifest it into your own life. But if you don't have it around you, you don't have those people talking to you, then you have no clue it even exists. Yeah. So then you're at this bar, but I want to be at this bar. Nice. So I keep to this day, I keep doing that. I keep striving for the best. Nice. And um, and so I used to do the I, I still do these family interviews, do these documentaries. And, you know, I can't I can't tell, talk about all the names of the families that I work with, but wow wow like i was getting calls from (laughs) amazing people i I was meeting people and they're like wow this is what you do come on down you know that kind of thing uh being flown to europe uh being flown to india being flown to the u.s like all over the place to do these amazing things um and at a certain point the ego leaves you because you're like i got to do the work Mm. but it also the ego leaves you because you can't have ego around those people Mm -mm. no they can feel it. They can feel it. And what, what, is it, what use is it to anybody? Mm-hmm. Um, they've done their work and I've done my work now. And you're I just I, I mean, doing great work, each other. You just have to do great work. But there mm-hmm. was a place in time that sometimes you bring the ego home
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you bring it back to your home. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm tired after a long day. Um, and you're talking to your spouse or you're talking to your kids or you're talking to family members. And you're like, I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to do that. Or I'm like, I, I, I'm too yeah. busy for this. Yeah. I'm too yeah. bad. Yeah. And you're like, and then they're like, wait a second. Like, <laughs> Who are you? And yeah. Where'd you come from? You, Where, where's you, Dad? What are you doing? Like, yeah. why would you behave like that? And the, I mean, the thing that I've learned is that a good therapist or good counselor is your best friend. And mm-hmm. you know, it's in your best friend in like you know in in a way that you need them like around you all the time, but. You need the support of a conversation, of a conversation, because I've been trained to have conversations with people to get this out of them. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of energy inside me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes you have to let go of that energy. Mm-hmm. I never learned that.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: never learned that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody, like you know, when people said, oh, you seem really like, you know, jacked up, like you seem like really, I was like, oh, I just did this. I was in New York. I interviewed da, 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 I was at uh, this place. I'm flying here. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It just come out of my mouth, like verbal, like, you know, like just. A barrage of all these things and i realized that like i never let go of that energy and sometimes you need to let go of that energy and sometimes you also have to know what's important and ego does not serve you interesting good to be confident good Mm -hmm. to be happy um good to talk well of yourself and everyone around you but ego is not that uh is not in that and yeah. should not be in that. And I've learned, to, I've learned the difference.
0: Yeah. Your kids don't necessarily care who you were talking to yesterday, oh. who you're going to see tomorrow. Yes, they
2: yes. rather just be with you at yeah. night for an hour or whatever Absolutely. It is. Um, and, and, you know, t- today, like, you know, I, I look at, I look at um, my work, how it's transcended, you know, we have a podcast, we have, um, we make a lot of interesting content still. Uh, I serve on the board of reconciliation Canada. I get to do a lot of interesting work with them, uh, creation of content or just, Nice. chief robert joseph amazing human really you know? wow, yeah it. just and just um being able to spend time with him and learn from him and eventually document him which is really an opportunity that we're they're that working on right now um i've i don't dismiss the idea that like i'm ever going to stop learning i have yeah. friends that are my age that are talking about retirement really what will they do? I mean, I don't spend, know. Spend money. Go I'm, I mean, boats, no, I'm, I'm super happy for them. Of course. Because that's where they've, that's what they've, that's where they've gotten to. I can't entertain that word retirement. No. I'm like, oh, like, I'm just like. Well, think of all the interesting people you've met and me. who else. Oh, yeah. There's endless. Amazing so, folks so, out there. What I've learned, the successful trade I've learned about people. Um, the people I've documented at least who are highly successful in what they've chosen to do they've done well in it they love it they've practiced it there's mastery in that yeah. which i've sort of taken on in my role I've I've, I've I've taken on a mastery of interviewing which is great and, and lovely but it's, they have a purpose to keep going mm. they constantly have something mm. more to do like i i, I, I love that I've, right? I've interviewed people in their 90s that are like they're like yeah i got another project that i'm working on and it's of like course. And,
0: and you know what it's keeping them alive But the they're so lucky yeah. because they've found that yeah. and i know for myself and i know for many out there you know it took okay, a words you know i'm still finding what i'm finding sure. but for a long time i had no idea and i was looking under rocks and i was smashing yes. rocks and i yes. was digging through walls yes. so what's like how, did, with these people you you've you've spoken to did they
2: glean any light on on how they found it well i think i think what's happened is is They've surrounded themselves with people. And again, this is, again, something we all know when we hear about surround yourselves with good people, you know, people that make you feel great, people who encourage your light, people who, um, make you, uh, f- make you better, right? Mm. Yes. They do that. They, oh, they learned that. Such a simple they, equation, some, right? Such a simple Stop equation.
0: trying to impress the people that, that are
2: trying to dig you down. No. And you know, I, I've, I've, I've been with people. And if you see somebody, actually, this is really interesting. When you see somebody at, um, at an event that's speaking on stage and they get off stage, there's some people that will sit and talk and like, be like that. But I've seen these people who are like, okay, I got to go to the next place. And they've got somebody with them. What are we doing next? What are we doing next? Yeah. That's the person you got to watch. They're fascinating Mm. because you're like, where are they going next? And what are they doing? Like, Mm. that's, that's who I'm interested in. And I used to chase after those people. I'm like, (laughs) that's the person I want to go with, know what they're doing because, and not to say it's not, not like it's, it's always good to get back in the audience and sit and see what's going on. Yeah. But some people are just go into the next thing and mm-hmm. you're like, I want to know where they're going. Hmm. I want it. I want to know that I've got the ability to go where they're going. Nice. Not in a, not in a immediate, get in a car, go to a location. Yeah. I want to have the mindset that I've got something next. Yes. I want to be relevant today. Mm-hmm. I want to be relevant tomorrow. And I want to be relevant 10 years from now.
1: Yeah.
2: That's a goal. Right, that's, that's, that's a great goal. goal. Yeah, that's a great goal to be relevant. Yeah. Because I have met people who did some amazing work ten years ago, twenty years ago, that might have retired, mm-hmm. and that was them.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: and I'm wondering what are they doing now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, sometimes they're not doing anything right now because they felt like that was it. I believe that they have that potential to be like, no, no, no. I would love to revive your energy to bring you back and again some people are really happy yeah be chilling out on the beach sure and and i you know what some days i like to do that a couple hours here and there sure but, but after two or three days i'm like okay i got Same. i gotta go do something Same. and i know those people that i'm talking about um they can't relax either after a certain while right and they come out of they come out of their um their relaxation period and they'll come back and they're like okay let's go And that's, and that's when you're getting them at their best. And so I'll tell you something else that I've learned. I talked about mentors, people that have done well ahead of us, uh, people that we look up to, but now some of my mentors are half my age. They are the big idea creators and the makers, and they're doing things and understanding technology and working and not to say I don't understand technology. I'm a nerd when it comes to tech, uh, you know, social media, whatever you want to call it. I'm a total nerd with that stuff. But their ideas are very different, of course. And their trauma is a lot less than mine. Mm. That was it. Mm. I learned that I had so much trauma from not feeling successful, not feeling well socialized by people who were doing better than me, not having enough money rolling with the Joneses, all this kind of stuff. I rolled with that trauma when you're dealing and talking to a person that's half your age, he doesn't even know about that stuff. He's no, just like, I just got, big, I got big ideas. I'm an entrepreneur. And um, they don't have, I'm not to say no, like oh, people they have, probably got some trauma. Well, I'm, sure they have the, trauma exactly. I'm not saying they don't have any trauma. Yeah. They don't have the trauma that I have of like, yeah. of insecurity of like maybe being like all, all those things because they come back. They're not just gone. Yeah. They come back inside you sometimes. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll see somebody from yeah. your past. Or you hear a a song, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, there comes that trauma again, creep, yeah. creeping in." I'm like, "Shit, I don't feel as cool or smart or as wonderful as I did." And you need a reminder that there's much more out there, mm. and you don't need to like put yourself in that
0: place. So where do you? Because it's it's so important to have something to to drive for and to go for, yeah. and, and create and and to live for, and and kind of going a couple steps back where you were speaking previously. Like for me, at least lately, it's it's really a a, a feeling, right? A way of yes, living each absolutely. and every day. Like there's no goal on the horizon. I used to think this, um, probably do to an extent still. Like achieve this, feel this, then. But now, now you know we can achieve a lot of the things and goals that we want just by the way we feel and show up and how mm-hmm. we think about others and think about ourselves yep. each and every day. But yeah, those perhaps big goals that we don't share with too many people. Where sure. when when you when you go through a, a bit of a, a recalibration or mm-hmm. come up with new ideas sure. or new creation, yeah. you feel a little stagnant if you don't have a next, next thing. And how do you find that well, next I'll, thing?
2: I'll call, I'll call it this. I'll call it the Sunday evening syndrome. That's what I call it. Oh, okay, really? So I remember, as long as I can remember, I mean, and now I don't have this anymore, but um, because I work for myself, so every day is like a Friday or Saturday. And I love Fridays and Saturdays. They're the best. I used to hate Sunday evenings mm-hmm. because... I remember when I was in school, I would dread to go to school on Monday. Mm -hmm. And Sunday evenings was like depressing for me. Sunday daytime, I was like, okay, it's still light out. I might go have some brunch, meet up with friends. And then everyone's like, I got to go to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the first person that said that, I would be like, (laughs) shit. I I mean, whether I had to go to school the next day or work the next day, whatever it was, I was like, oh shit. I don't ever want to feel like this ever. So I, I said to myself, if I work for myself, every day is going to be like a Friday and Saturday, whereas I can do whatever I want. And it took me a long time to get to that yeah. place. Some days I'm not that, I'm not that place. I work every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work every day, but it's like, I don't think about those Sunday evenings anymore. Nice. Because I'm like, because. Because every day feels great. Every day feels great. And, you know, I used to, I purposefully, you know, if I had to travel. And I had a full day of travel. I would go on a Sunday morning. I'd leave on a Sunday morning, mm. like Sunday morning. Why is that? Uh, just because I'd be like, it's a, it, it was, it was kind of like that reminder that I don't have to look look down on Sunday because as soon as I land in a city,
1: yeah,
2: I just go to sleep anyways. Yeah, and so I'd, I'd be fresh on a Monday morning uh, there, and I and I never have those Sunday evening gloomy like sort of like feelings wherever I was. Mm-hmm. I would just land, go to sleep, and then get up and go. But the whole, the, I'll, I'll, let me just go back to the idea here. The Sunday evening represented to me like, oh, my God, like back to my ordinary life tomorrow.
1: Mm -hmm. Back
2: to my what I what I don't want to do tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't live that anymore. Nice. I live like, you know, every day, like, you know, tomorrow, what am I doing? Thursday, what am I doing? Like, I remember once we were at a family dinner and a family friend or a family person, family member of mine. I can't remember exactly who. was a Sunday night said oh I guess you guys should get ready you got work day tomorrow and I was like nope don't have anything to do tomorrow I probably have to go to the gym I have to see a client but no I don't have to get up too early he's like oh don't you have to go to work I'm like no I have my own company Mm -hmm. I have my own schedule Mm -hmm. and it Boggled them, mm-hmm. and again, these are one of those people that was highly successful around me that suddenly right. saw me being like, "Oh, you don't have to do anything wrong. Well. Mm-hmm. You're lucky, or you're lazy." Well, what about the, <laughs> you're lucky
0: or you're lazy? There's a lot of people that I'm not lazy. have to go do the things on Monday. Absolutely. Right? And
2: so, how you have to operate is that you have to love what you do, mm-hmm. and you have to like make it a joyful experience.
0: And there's also a gap between people that, and I've been there, that are doing something that they don't love. But a lot of people kind of have
2: to, to they pay have the bills to. and do all that. So I, so there are oh, yeah. so other
0: ways to I was there. This. I was there.
2: Mm-hmm. I was there. You're totally right. So no, absolutely. Listen, um, I come from a family structure where all of us worked. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there was no, like, we're a very middle class family when I mean, growing up. We didn't have, uh, you know, my parents were immigrants to this country. Um, you know, we we had whatever we had, and we had. To, you grew up here? Yeah, I grew up. In, I grew up in cool. Burnaby. Uh, 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 and you know, I was born in Vancouver, so, but my parents were from India and, you know, um, and so their values are very, very different. Like go to school, otherwise you're not going to get anywhere. Um, and so I think it like this, like, you know, when I was working, um, I had to really make a decision. Um, am I doing this out of love or am I doing that at this out of necessity? I was doing it out of necessity. But what I provided for myself out of love was going and host, volunteering on community television mm-hmm. on evenings and weekends, being unpaid. That's so it. here's what I tell everybody. If there's something that you love to do, go do that. But if there's something out of necessity you have to do, then you go do that too. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a time where you have to make a decision. And that necessity will get bigger. Sometimes it'll get better. Sometimes it'll stay the same. But that thing you love... I can tell you in 2023, could also be that potential career for you. Yeah, in 2020. I can't say that 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Because 20 years ago, what I was doing was not a career. Yeah, people wouldn't even say it. And you know, somebody had to tell me, yeah. I was still looking for jobs. At, at like 2008. I was working at a company. Uh, the financial crisis happened, got laid off, got a severance package. And instead of finding a job, I went and used that money to start my company. Mm. Still not knowing exactly what I was doing. I was just taking a video camera, interviewing people, charging like, you know, two, three hundred bucks. Can you, can you please, uh, you know, and that changed rapidly for me because I realized that the world or the you know the universe or the digital community is embracing this thing called content yes I didn't even use the word content back yeah. then right i was making videos yeah um there is an avenue for everyone to get what they want out of life but there's also something that you don't just get it instantly some people do yeah well, we've seen those which people. which
0: which isn't always the best way and isn't always getting the lesson but it's so empowering to, to to go well get the mindset eventually that to go do the thing during the day at a necessity but then after work or on the weekend whatever it is empower yourself like feed your feed your passion project for an hour or two instead
2: of because there's all there's so many other ways to distract ourselves and waste time well listen look 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 at this you're an engineer i am you're an engineer is that your love of your life
0: well you know I've, i've 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 I'm actually learning to love it quite a oh, bit that's more because, yeah. So that's now I've great. got a challenge. I got all these things that's I love great. And, and so, and so okay, few, great. and, I, but for the first decade, let me tell you, I absolutely did not. Yes. Now I'm like, I really appreciate all
2: these, these different things. I'm yes. like, okay, now i got a lot of fun. Now I have a lot of things that I, I love and, and, Well, you're talented and, and, but this is the great part. The lights, the cameras, the microphones is being accommodated today. If we 20 years ago set up some lights, cameras, and, and microphones just started doing this, mm-hmm. You'd be like, I got to go back to work pretty soon. So let's just get this over and done with. Yeah, yeah. Now we're sitting here like, let's put out our commentary. Let's put our hearts on the table. Yeah. So again, that Sunday, Sunday evening syndrome is like this. You don't have to be, you don't like, always give yourself something to look forward to. That's what nice. I'm trying to say.
1: Beautiful.
2: Every Sunday night, uh, know that it could be a dance party. It doesn't have to be a pity party. Right? Nice play music around your home, like little things like, you know, listen to your music, eat, eat your favorite meal, um, reward yourself, you know, and surround yourselves with good people. That's it. Surround yourselves with good people. Think good things about them. Think
0: good things about yourself. Yeah. You know, Be around the people that believe in you. Absolutely. Stop. We And I've spent so much time trying to please people that don't believe in us.
2: Forget it. And don't chase. You know, I, I learned mm. that I do chase. I used to chase people to be like, like me love me please because i i just want i just want us to be okay and we want us to be friends because like because Mm -hmm. i learned that like or maybe i thought that that is the way that everything needs to be after a while as an adult who isn't who has time to even like dwell on those things and um i'm at this place now where like i barely talk to anybody to be honest like I'm talking to myself a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I call it conversations with God, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to like pray for things, but like I can rely on a few. Like you know, I used to, people used to say, "Sharon, you know everybody." Mm-hmm. I go, I may know a lot of people, but I don't talk to them every day, right? Um, there's t- definitely people that I, again, don't talk to every day that I am very close to, that I have like real relationships right. with, but. The real conversations day to day, like I'm having with my family, I'm having with certain friends. Um, the impact that I'm making is not measurable on like on a social scale. It's measurable inside my brain and in my heart.
1: Cool.
2: Like that is where the impact needs to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not about like you know um, how many hits did I get on that video.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's um like how good do I feel right now how to keep good going? Do I feel to keep going. Yeah. 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 To yeah. be relevant. Yeah yeah so I don't have that anxiety, I don't have that feeling of insecurity mm-hmm. and that I, that I can purely purely be happy.
0: so what what
2: if you become
0: irrelevant what does that what does that mean? what does that look like? So
2: I think relevance and it's great 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 comment relevance is how you activate yourself, right Relevance is how you are creating uh, you know how you people say when you create a product or a service, it has to give value to somebody. Mm-hmm. Guess what I learned. If mm-hmm. relevancy is giving value to yourself, Very cool. yeah, giving value to yourself, like saying, I am like, because as soon as you stop feeling relevant, like that is actually you're the measurement of that. you're it's not like other people are saying,
0: so you're saying re- relevance to you and yourself and the things you get up and do yes, each and every day. Oh, yes. not,
2: not relevance to all these people lining up and clicking well, and this stuff. Well, and, and, at, at, at one point, I used to think that way. Right. I used to think it was very outward. Am I relevant to all those people that are really watching? I don't know. To this minute, to this minute, I don't actually know whether people like me or not or care for my work. I don't know. So do you care? You don't. obviously don't care. Well, I just don't know. Oh. But when I am working with somebody mm-hmm. closely, I want to make sure that I'm giving my best right? and the results are there that they needed and they want it. So far, so good. My clients, we have really great clients. We're doing great work. Um, we are, you know, I work my, I, I work very hard when I'm working, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't take, I don't take time off. Uh, that's another problem that I have. I don't take time off, but I don't just do it for that person. I do it for myself. It feels good to do good work Absolutely. and work It's the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it feels like you're fulfilling something that you mastered. You're not wasting time. You can't waste time. You can. But it doesn't feel good. People do. I just feel my belief system. I cannot waste time. Oh, yeah. Because you don't know how much you have. Mm -hmm. Like, I've interviewed people on their deathbed. And they do not know how much time they have left, right? And, you know, I I have this saying, like, you know, um,
1: life is short, but your story is not, right?
2: Life is short but your story is not. So you better go live it and tell it.
0: Hence the whole legacy piece where where
2: you're driven by by helping I people wanna, share I, their legacies. I know. I want I want I interview people about their life. I want them to be fully present and 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 really share everything that mm-hmm. they've ever wanted to because that is a relief to them. It is. You know? Because some people are like, "Ah, oh, should I say that? Should I not say that?" I'm letting you know you're safe with me. You can tell me, and I'm not uh, here to judge it. Uh, the final content, whether it's private or public, they always get their final say in that, which mm-hmm. is really something I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's like a bit of my story is in everyone's story that I meet, right? What's that? Because I'm asking those questions. Yeah. The conditions of, of how I ask a question, the tone of which comes out, will then make somebody emotionally mm-hmm. uh, present to actually share the way that, the way that they want. And, or, 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 or emote a way that they want, based on my own emotion. I've cried with people. I'm highly emotional. I'm, you know, I'm an emotional person that happened to become a business person out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you
0: what would you what would you say your legacy is but like your your legacy and and, and your well what is i guess I think it's Might. more as a success question for you like i think if it, and let me allow me to put words in your mouth sure. and then you can modify them as, sure. you, as you please sure. but fr- am i wrong in saying that success for you can be another decade the next one that you're going into next next year yeah. october 20 24 26 26. yeah yeah. october 26 yeah yeah Yeah. 2020 let me be the first to wish you happy birthday in october 2023 this year yeah 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 thank you but success is success having the same feeling and the same personal relevancy each and every day into Mm. this next decade and feeling and feeling like
2: feeling that good life every day it's so interesting because everybody has a different version of success uh And some people are just like you know those people who are walking out of the room after they've spoke. What I was talking about, they have got something else to do. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about success. Mm -hmm. They're like, I got to keep going. Yeah, I'm at that keep going stage. I've got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not retiring anytime soon. Uh, I'm going to keep going because I've seen that. I've I've seen the people that I look up to keep you alive if you keep going. People, yeah, absolutely. The people that I look up to, the people that I've uh, admired, the people that I've learned from, the people that I have conversations with. Mentors, older and younger, um, are going, and they're like they're going strong. Oh, it's, and yeah. like like they're, they're they're it's like it's like no yeah. they're so so the next ten years for me will be an evolution in the in the fact that I will let go of any of the baggage of of the of the tough stuff that I had to learn from, and springboard from all the lightness that I'm in. i t- letting go of all that heavy stuff, and I'm going to springboard by. By all the learnings that I've had,
1: mm-hmm.
2: all the love that I have, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a much more spiritual person than I've ever been in my whole life. I believe there's a lot more uh, going on in the universe uh, than I've ever uh, acknowledged, mm. and I'm I'm fully ready to acknowledge that. Cool. And I believe that I can do more, and create more, and provide more, um, just by just by believing in that. Nice. Just by believing in that, nice. and I think that everybody. Whether you watch this, listen to this, whatever, whatever it may be, is that if you if 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 you find a time to just have personal space with yourself, and some people have a lot of that time, I don't have that time all the time. But I put it, you know, if I'm in a public space, put on my headphones. I'm not listening to anything. I'm actually like calling in that flow. I'm constantly calling in that flow. Whether whether it's like something that I need immediately. Pray that this happens. Can somebody send me a signal? I need this to happen for me. Or whether it's like long-term, I'm like, I want my life to be like this. Nice. I, want, I want to know that there's an opportunity in the future um, that I can uh, create this. Nice. Or I have such a big idea at this moment that I want to see it through. And not only am I going to put the hard work in, but I want the universe to conspire with me. Nice. And that's nice. where I'm at. Cool. That's where I'm at.
0: what i love about you is that you're very spiritual mm-hmm. you're very grounded
2: uh I, i'm learning <laughs> I'm yeah learning. yeah sure we're
0: all, we're all learning yeah. you're you know you're very peaceful right yes. You're, you're yes but you're also very driven and you have goals Super
2: driven. but highly ambitious
0: highly ambitious which yes. is great yes. abundance, abundance 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 universe working with absolutely us. but you aren't and perhaps you are at times but are you ever tormented by perhaps these things not manifesting fast enough or you or is there a delay well i've learned
2: i've learned that you have to be patient Mm. i and and you know don't please tell me about this i'll tell you (laughs) patience is such a hard thing for me because i'm so results driven yes i'm like i need this today i needed it yesterday oh my god where is it where is it where is it and then sometimes it's disappointing you're like i didn't get it and it's okay because what i've learned is that one thing when something creates like leaves It's not there anymore yeah it's a huge wide open like landing pad for something else yes and as long as you know that as long as you acknowledge that and as long as you then conspire spiritually focus on bringing something down from the universe to that place then it's going to happen for you and it's going to appear because you're waiting for something nice to appear and what you're doing is and my great like you know there's a there's a a TEDx talk um you know that a great friend of mine did. And I and I'll uh, Jay Demerit and Jay, Jay, um, Jay talked about, you know, people talk about the rainy days. Oh, be ready for the rainy days. His talk was about being ready for the sunny days. Cool. For the sunshine to hit. What are you going to do with that? Damn. And when I think of like that, I think of Jay, you know, like, you oh, know, I wow. love Jay and he's an amazing guy. Because you have to be able to receive the good. You have to be open to receive. Mm-hmm. So when you see it, like you don't want to miss it because mm-hmm. you want to acknowledge it. And you want to it. enjoy it and bring it in and be able to celebrate it and know it and then go work it yes you go work it you don't just be like here it is that that's that i don't deserve this or oh no not yet no or, like, you go bring it. it in you go work it and i learned that from my great friend jay and you know uh and i and i appreciate that because like it's easy to see the tough times you feel we're all very good at worrying about the tough times I'm expecting Listen,
0: the tough times i worry
2: i you know yeah. i hate i i mean I won't, I won't go to what all the things that I like i find dreary in life you know like taxes you know all that kind of stuff like i but but like i seriously um think that if you position yourself in a place um where you're creating more um ideas while you're waiting for something that patient place when you're creating more ideas that when that thing lands you still have other ideas that are going to be ready for after that, right? Nice. Rather than worrying about something that's actually gone away, mm. that you didn't, oh, I didn't get that? Oh, crap, 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 crap. What was me? Next idea. What if, you, what, if you just, what if you just say, okay, clear space, worship that space, pray on that space, and then also come back to, okay, I've got some ideas going, so I'm going to work on this, work on this, work on this. Oh, shoot, this thing just landed? Okay, I'm still working on these things, we're going, to put little, we're going to create more spaces for them. But this big thing has landed now. Thank you. I'm going to play with this gift. I'm going to work it. I'm going to make sure and I'm going to launch it. And then perhaps be prepared to let it go at some point. Absolutely. Someday. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that um, if you're good to people, if you're kind to people, and you're loving to people, then all those things multiply and come back to you
0: might be a good place to call it
2: yeah thank beautiful you. thank you for having me mm-hmm. i appreciate it you know no, I'm, ex-
0: I'm excited for i'm excited for your next decade the decade which is not for a year for now but yeah. we, we, we can get take a running start i at think
2: it. i think i need to like prepare for that space i'm yeah. calling it in I'm, nice. I'm hoping that 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 runway to wherever i'm going next in the next 10 years 20 years um is going to be uh a beautiful place to be nice.
0: Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm excited. I'm really excited. for well, you.
2: Well, you'll right? be with me. You'll be, you know, we'll go and we'll go and see what, what happens. Yeah.
0: Looking forward to it. Where can people find you and keep track of all the things sure. you're Sure. So, you
2: know, um, uh, I'll do, I'll do our website is humanbiography.com. You can just see what we do there. It's if such you. a cool website and there's, there, there's, there's so much great it's, content it, on it's, there. It's a great, we have also, you know, I work, uh, uh created a indigenous, uh, interview site called the Indigenous Collective oh, nice. with a partner of mine, um, Misei, Andrew Judge, who's a scholar, uh, PhD in um, Ontario. Him and I started that a few years ago. Um, I sit on the board of Reconciliation Canada. Which
0: must be amazing.
2: It's great. You know, uh, Chief Robert Joseph, uh, an incre- incredible speaker, scholar, author, uh, is doing great work there. So Reconciliation Canada, um, you can Google them. They do some amazing work. Uh, I sit on the board of BD Luminaries. Uh, you know, it's this beautiful um, organization that provides uh, funding for education for hundreds, hundreds of people uh, started by Ryan and Cindy Beatty on their 50th birthday, giving $50 million to this. Wow. And it's gone, it's, I'm sure it's gone way above that. But I sit on that board, which is wow. remarkable. And then... um, uh. Those are the things I support. So I always encourage people to support those things. That's why I mentioned those. Uh, if you ever want to just follow us online, you know, uh, Human Biography at Human Biography on Instagram. My own personal um, uh, Instagram is at Sherrod's Lunchbox. So Sherrod's Lunchbox. Um, and, you know, just, you know, you can email me, Sherrod at humanbiography.com. If you have a project idea that needs content, uh, we're a business. We work with some fascinating brands and people. Uh, I would love to hear more about what your ideas are. And uh, if there's a great story out there, let me know. Thank, Thank you, you for the time. Thank
0: you. No, always appreciate how generous you are with your time. Thank you. I appreciate
1: you. All right. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Well, if you've gotten this far, I trust you enjoyed the show. I appreciate any five-star reviews, likes, shares, or comments on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you know of just one other person who you think would also enjoy this episode, consider sending it directly to them. I appreciate you,
1: see you next time.